What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Inside the Mind podcast. Here with me today is one of our students that recently passed on his funded account, and you're going to learn all about his journey. Wasim, what's Thanks going on, man? Me, man? Thanks for having me. No, you're welcome. I know this is something that this is the first time you've done a podcast yeah, like this, right? First time I've even been on like camera, really. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, this is going to be an incredible conversation. I'm really keen to get into your journey, right? Because there's uh, there's so many parts that we can talk about. But for those that don't know you. If you were to give us just a couple of minutes, how long you've been trading, how old you are, just an overview. Right, okay. Um, so I'm 20 years old. Uh, I started trading two, two, nearly three years now. Um, I joined Falcon like a, a year ago now. And I actually joined two years ago, but I stayed for like a month. And then, you know, like the little mindset of like, oh, I'm going to get rich quick. Mm -hmm. And then I left kept the fundamentals and I kept practicing over a couple of years and then joined back and I feel like I'm home so yeah that's awesome yeah. well at that period I mean in a couple of years a lot can change a lot can happen yeah. diving into your journey right at the start yeah. that period of when you came and then when you went what was it that made you what made you leave it was more of like the preconceived notion that I had of trading in general mm -hmm. so I started with my friend so he kind of called me and he was like oh like there's this thing called trading do you want to do it I was like, all right, let's do that. Yeah, why not? But it was kind of like a thing I wasn't really serious about. I just joined just because I found it interesting. And I didn't really have anything to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we started trading. We just did like the basic YouTube, just searching up on YouTube, all that type of stuff. Um, had no success, really. We were just looking over stuff. And we were like, oh, we're 10 lots on EURUSD. And then we were like, okay, we can make a lot of money from this. Mm -hmm. And then we went on a streak of just losing, 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 losing. And... One day, just randomly, we just stripped back everything from the charts. And we're like, okay, like the, the, the price on like the charts, like they move in like some sort of patterns. I was like, I'm curious, like, how, like is there anything out actually out there on this? Mm -hmm. So I searched up on YouTube, I was like, impulses, corrections. And, and then I found your, your video, and I was instantly hooked. I was like, yo, like, this, this is actually like, he sounds like a genuine person. So I was like, let me look deeper into it. And um, yeah, I just went down the rabbit hole of Falcon and now I'm here. So. so when you saw the video of impulse corrections and you saw it a little bit differently before, yeah. did you ever look at strategies with indicators, support resistance, with just like a lot of, a lot of mess? Was it the, the cleanliness and the simplicity that attracted you towards it? Yeah, it was, uh, I can't lie, it was more, more of how you like kind of presented it. Mm. Before it was like everyone's just doing this stuff to try to get you baited into like a strategy, like all this, all this like shouting, oh, like here's the strategy, oh, support resistance, all this like theatrics. And I saw, I came onto your video and you were like very calm. You look professional. I was like, okay, this is, this is something that is down my alley. So uh, I did dabble into like indicators and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but it wasn't really for too long, maybe like a month or two. And then I just kind of went on to support resistance. I mean, yeah, just pure price action. I think it's really interesting that that's what stuck out. Yeah. That's what stuck out to you because you're 20 years old now, yeah, right? 20, yeah, 20 Yeah, so back then you was like 18 years old. Yeah. And that most 18-year-olds are not focusing on, do I think this person's professional? They're thinking, what am I going to be able to do that's going to make me rich the quickest? So that, I think, already shows why you're in the position that you're in right now. So I, w I want to dig into that, right? Because right. You, you've progressed. You've got to a certain level now. You've gone through funded accounts. How many funded accounts do you do? Was it a couple? Two. Two. Uh, one, I, I filled the first one and then... Talk us through that the the first time. What was that like? I kind of went into it with the with a pretty good mindset anyway. So I was like, okay, this is like a I kind of did it early. So my goal was to do it at the end of the year. Um, 
But then I met with another Falcon student and he start, he did his, so he kind of inspired me. He was like, okay, just do it anyway. If, even if you fail, you're going you're gonna to gain something from it. So mm -hmm. um, I got into that. I got into the first one. Emotions that I've never felt before in my life just came out. And I was kind of happy about it. I was like, I would have never known this stuff if I didn't take this uh, assessment. So yeah, after I did fail, um, I kind of didn't see it as like a negative. Mm. I was like, I just paid for statistics, like for myself. Stuff that I didn't know about just came out and um, this would be beneficial for me to like progress anyway. So it was a, it was a good learning experience, yeah. It definitely, well, those emotions that you're talking about, you see how staying on a demo account for too long yeah. is just so detrimental to people's trading because yeah. that's that data, that's that feedback that you got there and then to go, right, what I thought I was going to be okay with, I'm not okay with. Yeah. And now this is what I need to focus on now. How how long was it on the first assessment, roughly? I think I think I blew it quick. I think it was like a uh, two weeks. Two, two weeks, yes, yeah, so two weeks. Very like very that. quick, but yeah, yeah, it got you the emotion. So going into the the second phase, yeah, because now you've passed. So for those of you who don't know, Wasim, he's passed. He's a portfolio asset manager on our in-house fund. How long did it take you for the second second one? So I, I hit the profit target in two months. Um, finished the trading days in like three. So yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that period, going back into it a second time, do you think going through the emotions of the first one is what made you go into Because you already went, went in the first time with a good mindset. Yeah. I know you might have rushed the first one, yeah. but do you think the first one really prepared you for the second one? Yeah, so there was a little, I didn't really take too, like, too, much, too long of a break in between. Mm -hmm. It was more like maybe two weeks a month, maybe. And then I got straight back into it because um, I went into it with, okay, new data now. I know what to improve. So obviously I did have still of, like the remnants of, the emotions that I had before. So in the first week of the first assessment, I saw myself going back into the old patterns. Right. And I kind of switched on and I was like, okay, I need to fix something here. And then I went on a deep dive and then eventually I kind of like got in the flow and uh, yeah, it kind of helped me see what I needed to improve anyway. So like I caught myself when I was going back into those old habits. Mm -hmm. So for the second assessment, um, I was able to improve way more. Did you ever hit any low points in your, your second assessment where you went into a bit of drawdown? How did you cope with that? Yeah, it, the beginning. The beginning was, uh, I think, the first two weeks. Um, I took 14 trades in August. Mm. And everyone else was like taking maybe like seven trades, four trades. It was like pretty low frequency for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at myself. I was like, what am I doing? Like, Why am I taking these trades that I don't need to? Um, so that was probably my lowest point in the second assessment, but I still had full belief that I was going to pass anyway. So it was, um, it was more of a thing where it kind of prompted me to know, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I going into like the self, self sabotage mode? Um, because I wasn't doing this before in my personal account. So there must be something and yeah, it allowed me to discover what that was. With well, a different arena, right? With your personal yeah. account, there's not as much consequence. Exactly. You could do something behind the scenes, no one would ever know. There's no rules that you're governed by. You can, yeah. just, you can just trade it. What, what was the, talk us through the self-sabotage. What kind of things was it? Was it an element of just slacking off on processes? What did you find yourself, that old habit that you speak of? It was, a lot of it was to do with me not feeling worthy. Right. So I come from humble beginnings. Um, come from Southeast London. So I grew up in a lot of like gang, gang activity, knife crime, all of this stuff. So I kind of thought of like myself as like a low level person. I thought I would always stay in that position. Um, and like me going into like a professional um, space, it kind of was like a, 
a big leap for me. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to like, okay, I started affirming to myself, I am worthy of this. I've put in the work. Um, and yeah, it, t- it took me into like a different mindset of like, okay, now I actually have to do it because I'm, I'm worthy of it. Would you find that be a conscious thought that you used to think about? So let's say you was going through a bad period of, you went through a bit of drawdown. Yeah. Would you have those thoughts of like, oh, I, I come from this area. This is where I grew up in. Is this not possible for me? Would it be thoughts like that? It would be more of like, okay, I have like a, a thing to fall back on. Ah, okay. Because well, I was doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing mm-hmm. when I was like a bit younger. And um, it took me a while to grow from that. Mm-hmm. Almost so, detach yourself away from that's not you anymore. Yeah. So it, t- it took me a while to like remove that out of my persona. Um, even the way I speak is different to I used to speak before. Um, I kind of had to remove myself from that space in general. So people around me, um, the way... I was getting income, the, the the people that I was even associating myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, there had to be a full 360 for me to actually remove that from my personality. And that's not easy. It's not no. easy to not no. just remove from your personality, but just the environment itself. Talk us through that, right? Because we, we, we all know that success leads clues. Yeah. Most people are the average of the five people they spend the most time with. So if you're in that environment, and we know environment dictates a lot of things, how did you even go about that? Because like creating a game plan, you don't just go, I'm cutting everyone off. Was there a process for that? Or maybe you did, some people do. No, so I did I did have a few people that were still on the path that I wanted to go to, go like go through. Mm-hmm. Um specific I had one friend called Shamaka. So mm-hmm. he was like m- like my right hand. So I used to speak to him. He used to be my like kind of um uh, accountability partner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I did have a few people, so it did make it a bit easier, but obviously I'm still in that area right now, so it's a bit hard to like fully detach myself from it. So I had to slowly just remove myself and like less contact. And um, they kind of understood that I was going down like a different path and mm-hmm. I wasn't really on the same wavelength. So it kind of like separated anyway, naturally. Yeah, see, it's, it's good when that happens because it can be, of course, very, very different. Yeah. You know, people that you've grown up with that have seen, like, why are you going down this path? Why are you not with us? You know, it can be difficult. Sometimes yeah. people can look at it from the outside and think, it's just easy. Just surround yourself with different people. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Not when you're still in that environment. You still bump into those same people. You still see them. You can't just ignore everyone. It's just exactly. like, And again, coming from humble beginnings myself, I know what that environment looks like. Yeah. And there's lots of things that you have to go through. So I'm glad that you've taken that upon yourself at such an early age as well. I mean, you're 20 years old now. Yeah. You could have easily gone down a much darker route. Yeah. I'm sure now that you've done that, because again, self-esteem, confidence, you spoke about feeling worthy. It does happen over a period of time. However, one thing that stuck out to me is that, and I said it to you before, that you put in your bio. Talk us through that. You put portfolio asset manager before it happened. Yeah. What, what was that like? Was that part of the conditioning process of your mind of feeling like you've done it before it's happened? You know, I kind of like did that naturally. I don't, I, I don't know. I just put it in my bio and I was like, I've already paid for the assessment. I might as well go all out. I am that like, Remember, I remember you saying that you have to, before you become a millionaire, you need to like, be the millionaire. Yeah. So, I mean, for me to become a portfolio asset manager, I need to be a portfolio asset manager. So I was like, okay, I'm already trading capital anyway. I'm already a portfolio asset manager. I put in my bio, that's my identity now. Mm-hmm. So um, I even went to the extent of, uh, I took one of the other students' certificates and uh, I photoshopped my name on it. And I was like, okay, this is like, it's just a certificate with my name on it. Like mm. it feels natural. Mm-hmm. So when I did get a certificate, it felt like I, I already got it. Um, 
So yeah, it was, it was, it felt, it came pretty naturally. And do you know why I love that? Cause that's so important. Yeah. Most people, they can be very intelligent. They can know a lot about the markets. Yeah. They can know a lot about trading, but when they're on their own and they look at themselves in the mirror and they feel like crap, don't believe in themselves. It just won't work for them. Yeah. Like you, this is why you see traders. They will get to a certain period where they can make money. The only interesting thing about trading will seem is that a lot of these things can go unpunished in the early stages. Let's say, for example, you know, funded firms, it's a lot easier to gain access to capital right now. So it means that someone who doesn't really know what they're doing could take a streak of trades, yeah. pass a funded account, get to a couple hundred K, take a withdrawal, maybe actually make 20 grand, but then feel then have no work on their inner mindset or nothing, and it's gone. And they won't work out. But how? And they will chase that feeling of, you try and tell someone who's 18, 20 years old, who's actually done it and been paid 20K, that they've done something wrong. So they keep searching for it, searching for it. A little bit like someone who goes in the casino and randomly hits the jackpot, yeah. might make like 30K. They're going to go back in there so many times to try and replicate that, but they're eventually going to lose it and they're yeah. probably going to be in debt, but they'll, they'll, still fit, they'll still get that high off of, but what if? What if it happens for me again? You spoke about that in the earlier stage, focusing on about get rich quick, getting sucked into that type of the mindset. What part of your journey shifted? Because now you're a portfolio asset manager, You've affirmed to yourself, you put that in your bio, you see yourself as that. What are you now doing on a regular basis? Because I'm sure other people are probably wondering, they want to get to the stage that you're at. They want to get to the next level. What processes would you say that you value the most that you're doing that keeps you in check and doesn't push you into like self-sabotage? In terms of like routine? Yeah, routines. Is it morning routines, evening routines? Is there anything you do in particular that's like a non-negotiable for you? So um, I do martial arts. So nice. that's probably something that does keep me in check. It's Discipline like, then. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like martial arts is like a physical simulation of the markets in general. Mm. So if you are in a ring or sparring, I mean, you have to keep a cool head though. You're just going to get knocked out. So I kind of took that mindset and I was like, okay, let me go back into martial arts because I had a childhood of martial arts and mm -hmm. fighting. So I was like, okay, this is a good thing that I had before. I might as well bring it back and um, yeah, to help condition my mind. Uh, that keeps me pretty level-headed um, and it also highlights stuff that I still need to improve that kind of correlates with trading in general so if I am too jittery in the, in the sparring or if I'm if I'm not as calm as I should be I mean that's going to translate into my trading anyway so um, yeah it's, it's, it's little stuff that there's not like one specific thing but it's mainly a lot of different things that compound um, it's also stuff like um, me affirming to myself that I don't really care about the profits right now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still young. I don't need to, I'm not rushing to get any money or mm -hmm. um, any sort of like huge income. I'm not, I'm not trying to seek that right now. Um, I'm more of in the state of like, I want to get the quality of my trades hundred percent. I want my portfolio to look like a professional trader. I don't mm -hmm. really want my like balance to go up or yet. Right. So I'm not, I'm not really at that stage yet. I'm trying to think of like, okay, how can I improve my portfolio? How can I reduce the risk? And then the, the profit will come uh, on the side anyway. So Yeah, I, lo I love that. I think that's so important. You're valuing the right things. Yeah. You know, I, I wish I had that guidance. I started very similar age to you, like 18 years old. None of that really existed. It yeah. was just about, I just want to make money. That's it. So the fact that you've got that cool, calm and collected head now is going to play massive, massive dividends. And I think it's, I mean, it's, how do you not get distracted at your age when you see that? Because most 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds, yeah. it doesn't matter what logical advice you give them. Yeah they're still seeing someone flip an account and that's where their focus goes. 
kind of I would I would have to associate that with your mentoring because um, I I kind of well luckily I kind of got Falcon pretty early mm-hmm. so your mentoring early kind of like made me well steered me to focus on the right things like everyone people on social media they're just like flipping accounts here and left right and center and I kind of already like naturally instinctively I saw that I was like okay it's like not realistic really mm-hmm. like, you're not gonna be flipping an like a 10k account to like a, a million like, it just doesn't really make sense no so yeah hey, I'd have to I'd have to associate that with your mentoring like put me on the right direction pretty early so yeah well I'm glad that you taking that on board because some people listen some people don't some people yeah. take it on board and some people don't but the, the fact that you have I think is the reason why you're in this position now how does it feel for you being a, a portfolio asset manager knowing the potential that is going to come because you know what's interesting a lot of people will get to a certain level but they'll go into that self-sabotage a lot out of the potential of what's there because you're kind of in the arena now you know like when you're learning yeah there's no real consequence if you lose you lose There's there's no real pressure on your shoulders because you're just kind of in a learning phase however now it's the performance you've got to be composed martial arts is helping you with that yeah however you know that with a certain amount of doubles you will be trading seven figures do you ever have those thoughts or do you just kind of, well, you said that you kind of don't really care about the money at this stage, which I think is a good mindset to yeah. be in because you'll value the right things. Yeah, I, I do. I do find myself sometimes slipping into like, oh, I might be able to make this amount. Or, mm-hmm. But I always catch myself and I see, okay, that's not really a thought that I should be having. And then snap back into like the processes that I was thinking before. Um, but yeah, I obviously know the potential. Like I'm not, I'm not oblivious to any of mm-hmm. the potential. Um, but I, I think... For me to even be trading that seven figures or six figures, whatever, I can't do that if I'm not getting the fundamentals right. So if I do have too much higher risk, like the risk is just going to increase as, as I get to like seven figures. I mean, I can't be going on big, big losing streaks at seven figures. What would that do to my mental? So Exactly, exactly that. And I think that's important to, to really get that ingrained early on as possible. Yeah. Because next stages for you will be close towards six figures, right? And then you're going to be right. You're you're in six figures at that point. You know the potential. The next stages before you know it, it's like right. I'll be a quarter of a mil. Your mind will run away with that, and I think that's normal. What strikes me with you is that even if you have those thoughts, you're developing that self awareness to realize right. This is not how I should be thinking. Yeah. A lot of people would go into a lot of self sabotage further and just lose very very quickly. Especially if we go back to your first one. That was a couple of weeks. Yeah. So you've clearly done the work. Otherwise, you would have done the same thing because, you know, we're creatures of habit. We'll just repeat the same pattern, but you haven't done that. Yeah. And you've stayed very, very steady. This year, when you started, I'm just curious, 2022, when you started out, did you think you'd be in this position now? No, not at all. I I, I even wrote at the end of, I, have, I had my beginning of the year, I wrote down my goals. Mm. And um, yeah, I, was, I would not think I was in this position. I was thinking of, okay, I'm going to take the, my, my assessment at the end of the year. But I think with my mindset, I, like, I can't like, really wait to do that progress. I can't, I'd rather mm-hmm. go into the deep end and then get that information and then work with it. So I kind of went into it early and kind of sped up my, my journey. Well, your paradigm is stretched now. Yeah. That's the, that's yeah, a, yeah. you know, like if you was to take yourself back and be like, right, when you set those goals and you thought you would just be happy taking an assessment. Yeah. But now you're a portfolio asset manager. That's like you've crazy. done it. Like yeah. that's firstly, congrats again thank because you, it's so you. honestly, it's so good. Of course, from my perspective, to see someone take it on board, do the right things, and be in that position. Yeah. You know, coming from similar environments, I know what it's like, yeah. and you're so so close. 
And I do think martial arts is going to be incredible for you yeah. to, of course, keep that composure. Because that's what trading really is. Yeah. All it is is your ability to perform under pressure. If more people would just understand that. Exactly. You know, so you're, you're doing all the right things. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, so that's sick. What about 2023? Talk us through that. Ooh. Now you've done this because the paradigm is stretched. Are you, um, are you, I'm sure you're thinking about goals for 2023. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, so my main focus is obviously keeping the momentum up from 2023. Uh, from 2022 mm -hmm. and obviously implementation of AFT so I've kind of gone a bit slow with that I was like okay let me keep at it stacking up the data mm -hmm. getting used to my eyes seeing AFT um, so I'm like yeah next year hopefully at the beginning of next year maybe start implementing AFT on the uh, portfolio asset manager account um, and yeah, there's just it's just keeping up the momentum. I mean, I'm on the right track. Uh, I've got the right people around me, mm -hmm. so there's not really much I can mess up. So yeah. that's good. No, that's good to hear. Touching on AFT because I'm I'm sure people are going to be yeah. curious for that. A lot of the times, if I look at the evolution of Falcon, if you've seen it for a couple of years now, a lot of people will use excuses. For example, they'll use something like before the 15 minute was available. They'll use the 15 minute as their savior. <laughs> You're not doing that and you haven't done that with AFT because yeah. you've already, so it's a, a great example of someone who's using the resources that they've got because some people look at it and go, right, AFT is out now. I want to take these advanced entries. Oh, I'm not succeeding because I don't know advanced entries. Yeah, that's not the case because the foundation's already there and you've done that even without yeah. that. So talk us through that process now. Did you ever get eager to just want to get involved because of these returns or was you just more focused on right that will just come in its own time i know i did yeah definitely i i think at the beginning of my first assessment i mean i was cr going crazy with the five minute yeah slapping risk entry here risk entry there and i was like wow why am i keep losing i'm getting tagged out in like five minutes mm -hmm. uh, i was like oh, aft is not for me mm -hmm. and then i went back and i realized okay it's not that i don't know the entries because when i am shadow trading them i'm mm -hmm. getting the trades that you're taking mm -hmm. i'm getting the trades that ibby's taking I'm like, okay, these are the right entries. So what's the what's the gap that's mm -hmm. bridging in between? And I was like, for for the 15 minute, for example, mm -hmm. um, it took me a while to adjust to that. So I was like, okay, why why not just bring that same process that I did before and uh, implement it on the five minute? Eventually, it's going to happen anyway. So just got to be patient with it and stack up the data. There you go. And phase two is coming out very yeah, soon. Yeah. And I'm working on phase three already. Okay. So, yeah, so <laughs> trust coming me. Quick, yeah. Trust me, the things that we're putting in place. And do you know why? It's because I took my time with it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, I never I never thought that I love these things because when you do things that are, are natural, you know, like you instinctively thought, I'm just going to put my name on this yeah. as a portfolio asset manager. Sometimes the best things come from instinct. It was the same thing. I just thought these mistrades, there might be something in here. And if it's effective, good. If it's replicatable, good. Because it could have been something, because I've been trained for so long, it could have been something that I can just see through my lens right. of all the experience. But I realized, no, this is something very specific. And for the right type of people, when they've got to a certain level of their trading, they can just implement AFT into their trading and their returns will just skyrocket once they've got good foundation. So I think for you, 2023, keep doing what you're doing. Once you start to scale up and you've got enough data, it's just going to be a natural progression. Like I've seen it with people already. It's just accelerated their returns. And even on like, even on a couple of hundred K account, that becomes quite a big deal. Yeah. Like a 20% month becomes like a, a life changing thing for people. Yeah. I've tallied up uh, some of the AFT entries for this year mm -hmm. since you released uh, AFT. Yeah, yeah. Something like added 50% positions that I would have caught. 
Easily. So so it's crazy. And I would also say that a lot of the like the reason why people self-sabotage is because they have a bit of an ego. Mm. Like me looking at you, how you like slowly implemented AFT, it was like a, a year process, right? Yeah. So who am I to come in a month and think that I'm going to put it on like higher capital? Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me go in your footsteps. I'm going to take it slow, take it patient, uh, go patient with it. And um, yeah, I was just following your footsteps, right? Yeah, I've got your constant mentoring, so. That's good. I'm, I'm glad you're taking that on board because that, that is, you just got to get comfortable yeah. of accepting that trading takes a bit of a longer time. Unfortunately, this industry does a terrible job of showcasing the industry in a false light yeah. because you've got to remember from a back-end point of view for people to, to want to profit, they want people to be trading at volume. They want the average person, think about it, if you as a broker, yeah. right, without digressing too much, they want you trading 10 times a day. There's a reason why this signal service exists. It's garbage. Why is it always seven to 10 signals? True. Yeah. You know, like they want you to trade at volume. They want you to keep losing. They know statistically you will keep losing. However, the way that we trade, it's, it's just so relaxed. Like when you get to a speed spot, whether it's like 10 trades, 12, even 15, right? You're not glued to the screen every five seconds. One week you might take five trades because the market's active and one week you might take nothing. It's such more of a relaxed way yeah. of just trading for yourself in the long run. Think about it in five years from now. Imagine you're at a point, you're taking on average, say, 10 trades a month. You could be trading a ridiculous amount of capital, yeah. 10 trades a month, doing whatever you want, whatever you please, you've got your time. I'm curious what that looks like for you, fast forward in the future. Have you thought about your kind of lifestyle design? What does that look like for you of like full-time trading, maybe other businesses that you're interested in? How do you kind of see that if you was to paint that picture? I mean, so the freedom that you'd get, is obviously it can be a positive, but it can also be a negative. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot more freedom coming into place. Um, so I would have to, well, I'm, I'm kind of seeing it like, okay, I, I have more time now to focus on martial arts. Cause I'm, nice. I'm really, I'm really passionate about martial arts. I kind of want to go into it, mm-hmm. uh, delve into it fully. So uh, it's more time to train, more time to focus on my other passions. And obviously, uh, yeah, like it's, it's just expanding my, my financial, um, financial growth and yeah i can provide for my family i can do all these things that no no one in my family has done so really so you'll be the first yeah no person to break that yeah no no one in my family's got like a lot of money so yeah i'll I'll be the first one to do that that must be very exciting for you yeah but at the same time you've got pressure on your shoulders yeah if you if you handled that handled that is there any external i was curious is there any external pressures from like how do your family view what you're doing my family are very supportive mm. um, from the big, from the moment I started. They were very supportive of what I did. Um, even when I started, they were like allowing me to do it. Obviously, they would tell me to keep going with your your stu- your studies, education, all that stuff, which I kind of palmed off. But um, yeah, it was a lot of it is uh, they kind of believe it. So now what they're doing is they're kind of not rushing me, but they they're, they're making like sly comments. Mm-hmm. that like kind of puts in perspective like my mom would come and be like when when are you going to become a millionaire and she's like fully believing it yeah so it's not like a joke it's, she's yeah. coming when, when are you going to be a millionaire i'm telling mom like, stop stop doing that like, <laughs> just let it be patient and then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll i'll be able to do it but um yeah the external pressure is mainly support so, that's good yeah because some people don't have that yeah some people have the opposite so yeah. why are you doing it why are you messing around with it but i guess you've got to a stage where they've seen the work that you've put in has now translated into results. Yeah. Right. You've been able to do that. You've been able to make money. Yeah. So the fact that you can see that all you now need to do that is on a bigger scale. Cause if you replicate the exact same thing, even on half a million, 
that would be life changing. Like exactly. they would see that, like, wow, what what seems just earn in one month is someone's yearly salary. Yeah. And sometimes that's what it takes. That's just the the reality of the situation. Doesn't matter what you're doing, how much effort you're putting, even when you make a little bit of money, it's like, oh yeah, I can see it working. But it's when there'll be a point, there'll be a turning point in which that you hit it and you hit it big. Yeah. And that will be the thing. It will shatter belief systems. It will shatter your own belief systems. Yeah, yeah, true. And everything just becomes normal. It's like, for example, right now, uh, there'll be a figure in your head unconsciously that you'd be happy to make yeah. where you'd think this would be amazing. Yeah. could be 10K a month, could be 7K, could be 20K. And then once you do it, it'll just feel normal. And then it's it's a weird feeling, especially when you come from an environment where most people don't make that much. I'm taking it like 30K a year, 40K a year, something like that. Less than that. Really? 23K, like 10K. Stuff. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it was bad at the beginning. Um, yeah, my parents... So they're immigrants, so mm -hmm. they came from Algeria like, like oh, 30 years ago, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, but yeah, my dad didn't really have like that much luck. So he came with a degree from Algeria. That's not really like a right a big thing here. So he went to uni again. He didn't really, um, he wasn't really able to get a job here. Um, so then he was doing catering and all that stuff. Um, then he had a family and it was a bit too expensive to live in the city. So he kind of moved down south. Um, so he kind of had to give up his job, started working as a postman. So slowly, slowly started degrading his, uh, his job. Um, my mum has been working as like a, uh, in a nursery. Mm -hmm. So it's, she's a, she's a deputy manager now. So it's like maybe 23K, 25K. So it's, it's not, it's not really like a, like big, I don't come from like big income. Like mm -hmm. I've never seen, even me doing a 7K assessment, it wasn't like, I, f I felt like that was a big amount. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just, these figures, they, they don't really, they're, they're kind of like out of my paradigm for well, now. It's stepping stone. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what I love about what you're doing because it's such early stages, you've got a clear pathway. You're not someone who's spent six years wasting their twenties yeah. and just doing nothing. Like you're 20 years old, you've got your life ahead of you and you've got so many things in place. I'm so pleased that you've taken it on board and you've done these things. Thank you. Because, you know, f from my perspective, I see a lot of people talk a big game, but there's always missing gaps. Yeah. You know, I've, most people that really apply themselves that do it so for example do your asr weekly yeah dedicate a day do your analysis beforehand before you watch content if they religiously do that to the highest degree i'm not saying 100 percent of the time but more often than not they tend to succeed over a period of time and you'll find the ones that are not honest with themselves enough there's missing gaps where you know sometimes they do sometimes they don't and that kind of mindset of sometimes they do sometimes they don't just never gets the, it's like the law of the universe. It just doesn't reward you. Yeah. And I think you just got to have faith and trust in all those processes that you do, discipline that you have. I think it's going to be an incredible infrastructure you've built for yourself and right. mindset and stayed on the right path. Yeah. Are you excited for the event tomorrow? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I want to see everyone there dressed in fancy. So, um, yeah, it's good to see people that I haven't seen before interact with the community. And yeah. Yeah, perfect. Well, it's going to be a really good event tomorrow. I can't wait for it. Can't We're going to have wait, a yeah. full house which is going to be incredible so would this be the first time you've been to like a, a big event like that yeah yeah it's the, the funny thing is i kind of I, I used to work near the event like really the, yeah i used to work in st pancreas station so um i used to do steward in there for the eurostar okay nice. so i'd always go and see the building uh the google building and i was like okay like, this is a pretty cool place I, I wonder if i can get in there someday mm -hmm. and um yeah, it's funny that we're. It's funny how, the, now, how, yeah. how all the dots connect. Yeah. Well, you're going to be meeting people from all over the world. It's yeah. going to be an incredible day. And what I would love Can't for you wait. is to just 
literally take that energy from that day tomorrow and just carry it into the next year because you've done so much already you know that you've far exceeded the goals that you set from the start of 2022 you've got to take that and stretch that much further for 2023 100 yeah so you're gonna love that but any final words for any anyone right now in the community actually do you know what even a community or not any traders out there right now especially that are your age any advice that you'd give to them on this journey of things that have helped you yeah just don't waste don't waste your time like this this is your 20s like i'd rather maybe five years take five years six years out of my life and then have like a beautiful like rest of my life like forever just being comfortable then to just party do drugs drink and all this stuff like that is unnecessary it's not really going to progress you at all you're going to feel depressed in like five years so yeah put your ego to the side find a mentor any mentor one that's worthy of being a mentor uh, and stick and listen to everything they say I mean, I find, I find a lot of people come in and they're a bit wishy-washy. They're like, okay, I want to do it my way, but I also want to take something from the mental. No, listen to everything that he says and just go with the process. I mean, it's gonna, you're going to succeed eventually. Love that. Love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for I know me. this is the first time for you yeah, coming yeah. on a podcast like this, but you absolutely smashed it. Thank you. Again, congratulations onwards and upwards for you, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man.